27 boxes. I'm Pam Puso. Fox News. That's what a team of FBI agents carted away from former President Trump's home in Florida. Some of the items removed were labeled top secret. There have been some suggestions that the feds are considering using the Espionage Act to target the former president. But when you read it, you learn pretty quickly that theirs would be a very steep hill to climb. It says, yes, it's illegal to obtain information capture photographs or copy descriptions of any information related to national defense. But wait for it, with the intent for that information to be used against the United States or for the gain of any foreign nation. Fox's Kevin Cork in Washington. On social media, Mr. Trump said the FBI could have obtained the documents whenever they wanted if they had only asked. Author Salman Rushdie is on a ventilator with extensive injuries after being stabbed in the neck and abdomen. The 75-year-old was attacked yesterday in western New York during a speaking engagement. Some 2,500 people were witnesses. Police have identified Haiti Matar of Fairview, New Jersey, as the alleged attacker. At 24 years old, he was born 10 years after Rushdie published his book, The Satanic Verses. While a motive is still unclear right now, Rushdie's text was seen at the time as blasphemous by many Muslims, still is in many ways, and even led to a $3 million bounty placed on him by Iran's then leader in 1989. Fox's Alexandria Hoff. One week after crashing into a home, the eldest son of actress Anne Heche confirmed her death. The 53-year-old does remain on life support as doctors determine if she's a match for organ donation. America's listening to Fox News. Network, the Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day, going far beyond the headlines, tapping into the massive reporting resources of Fox News to provide a full picture of the news of the day. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Maria Bartiromo. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey, it's Will Kane, co-host of Fox and Friends Weekend. Join me as I share my thoughts on a wide range of topics from sports and pop culture to politics and business. With the help of newsmakers and personalities, I will provide you my free, unfiltered, uncancelable opinion on the hottest topics in America. The Will Kane Podcast. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. America is listening to Fox News. Quite a scare at an Irish pub in Arlington, Virginia last night. A car collided with the restaurant, which ignited a fire. Mary Riley was tending bar. She says it sounded like an explosion. Pure panic just broke out and everyone screaming, get out the back, get out the back. Authorities say 14 people were hurt. Some of the injuries were critical. It's unclear what caused the crash. Legal wrangling won't stop strict abortion laws from taking effect in Idaho. The Idaho State Supreme Court has ruled that three strict abortion ban laws will go into effect while legal challenges brought by a regional Planned Parenthood office and a doctor make their way through the courts. One new law allows doctors to claim the abortion was done to save a pregnant woman's life. Another allows potential relatives of an embryo or fetus to sue abortion providers for up to $20,000 within four years of an abortion. Fox's Kevin Yaretsky. 
A statewide vote in Kansas that reaffirmed abortion rights earlier this month has been called into question and a request for a recount has been granted. The measure passed by a wide margin and the state elections director says a hand recount won't change that. Video that went viral has led to the suspension of an airline employee. The Twitter video has racked up millions of views. It shows a spirit agent at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport arguing with a woman, saying, don't touch me ever in your life. You touch me first, and then you got in my face. Don't ever invade my personal space. Things escalate. She uses a homosexual slur and slap. Here are Chuck Bridenstine and Ken Calvert. Good morning and welcome to the weekend, everybody, in another edition of Housing Information You Can Trust right here with the Inside Outside Guys on AM760 WJR. I'm excited to be here this morning, partner. Well, I'm deeply and grievously offended. We were accused by one of our listeners of truly enjoying what we do. And I think, well, well how presumptuous is that? Well, <laughs> I think it's kind of obvious, buddy. We enjoy what we do. We really we do. do. We, we, we enjoy helping people. There's nothing better than we get an email back from one of our listeners telling us how well our advice worked for them. And uh, we appreciate everyone that's been emailing us. A lot of people have been emailing us. And, and you know, us. traditionally, right now is one of the um, slower times of the year for a lot of contractors. Um, it's it's what the we call the midsummer days. lull. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. A lot of people are going off on vacation right now, so there's probably less people listening to you this morning, Chuck. Hope you're okay with that. But a lot of people are going on vacation, and what's going to happen in about, uh, what, two, three weeks when the kids get back to school, p- p- um, contractors' phones, again, are going to start ringing more. And yep. uh, it's just going to be that much longer before you can have someone out to your house. It is. And uh, you know what? Something we should talk about later on we should chat about the idea of uh whether or not people are going to see a slowdown in the industry and contractors will be easier to get or not yeah right right i wonder if that'll happen i wonder if that'll happen at all so ken's and my prediction from day one over the last gosh five years has been yeah to uh, predict that the market's going to continue to be busy, especially in the remodeling sector. New home building permits are tough to get because land, developed land and lots, are becoming more and more scarce. And that's going to maybe slow down the permits for new housing. So you might hear that and be falsely deceived that, that there's less demand and there is no less demand. And then we also have the issue of multifamily. In every major metropolitan area, the uh, multifamily is pretty much exploding. Uh, If they can find any buildable lots, then they are building. They're building more apartments. Yeah. So it's been kind of interesting. Uh, We do believe that all of this plus interest rates are going to keep uh, pretty high demand while maybe sending false signals that there's a slowdown or a slight slowdown in the market. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, homeowners keep saying, gosh, do, do I invest now? Do I wait a year? Do I wait and see if materials are going to get any cheaper? Uh, yeah, don't know if that's going to happen or not. 
No idea, buddy. No idea. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Phone lines are open. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Eight 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 six five four guys. And we want to remind people if you want to use the traditional traditional AR number, you're welcome to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever whatever paints your wagon. You want to get all my guys? Give us a call, 888-654-4897. We absolutely love everyone's emails. Keep those coming, please. Please. <laughs> what, what are your plans today, buddy? What are you going to do after the show? Well, well I, I bought a bought bunch, a bunch of, of mulch yesterday. yesterday. And, and that's, that's only about six, six months, months in arrears. I, mean, I should, I should have, done have done it. it. <laughs> I, I never got my mulch in this year. Never. Boy, Boy, you make me feel so, so much better, better about myself. I was, I was actually feeling guilty yesterday. yesterday. You know what, you know I, what I did do, though? The, the minute, minute I had it dumped, dumped I, realized, I realized I don't, I don't have enough. Oh, I know, I know me. Oh. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm putting it on, putting it on really thick. thick. And, and I said, I said to myself, geez, Chuck, you're smarter, you're smarter than this. <laughs> and then you realize you're not. I realize that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so long, sure, sure. Gonna do that. It's easy to do. Got a couple, couple of wheelbarrows. It won't be, won't a, be a major project. project. Just said I'm going to have to get another truck in here. Where did you have them dump the mulch? On top, on top of, of a tarp, tarp in my, in my drive. That has been um, a many, many homeowners' driveways demise over the years. That they don't realize that that colored mulch stains concrete so bad to the point where it just doesn't come out. I mean, you will, if you have it, especially on a newer driveway that's a couple years old, if you have that stuff dumped on that, and I've, I've seen it, I feel so bad for the homeowners, it'll stain that driveway that you'll always have a discoloration there. Yeah. yeah. So, what so what do you do? do? Nothing. You do what you can to, to, to make the rest of it as clean as possible and nothing over time you just can't let's let's uh let's take phone call uh let's talk to jackie in brighton good morning jackie you're on with the guys hi guys, hi, guys. How are you? good ma'am how can we I help have, you i have i have a, I have a repair 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 replace. what is the wall made out of ma'am it's made out of railroad ties or wood, whatever you call those things. things. So, so it's funny. It's funny. We were, we were talking, talking about, about this this past, past week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't hear. What I didn't you hear said. what you said. What is the what is the wall made out of, ma'am? What material? Thank you, pardon. What material is the wall made out of? Made out of. Made out of. I call them. A railroad, a railroad ties. A railroad ties. Okay. Okay, if you don't mind holding on during the break, we'll talk about this when we get back from break. Take your phone calls, 888-654-GUYS. In the meantime, if you have a lot of these critters, it's been awful wet outside, which means there's been a lot more creepy crawlies around and also around your house. If you need some help, whether it's ants, spiders, you name it, 
you want to call our good friends at Rove, R-O-V-E, Pest Control. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Taking any and all of your housing calls. Right now we have Jackie from Brighton on. And Jackie, you have a retaining you have a retaining wall that is made out of railroad ties and you're trying to is it just leaning over the years the earth has pushed out those railroad well, ties to lean to the you know, away from the wall okay okay i got a feeling that that wall is probably 25 30 plus years old would that be safe to say probably about 20 25 yeah, over time those wind up getting pushed pushed over. Um, nowadays they don't do that kind of work a lot. The, the the landscape with the new stones that are out there, the new landscape stones, the the building blocks that lock into each other. Um, the, the the railroad ties are really make no sense because there's no way to properly get those to drain like you can the the stones and the landscape walls. So. So well, my problem is I don't want to replace the whole wall. My whole backyard is full of these uh, railroad ties. And oh boy! The rest of it, and my, oh my boy. whole backyard is full of it. And gotcha. I just want to repair the, uh, the one side, the one that the one. I don't want to replace the whole wall. Uh, gotcha. It's in a, gotcha. It's in a difficult oh. place. I'm an older lady, and I don't know how much longer I'll be in the house. I don't want to put a lot of money into repairing something like putting in what you just explained. Right, right, right. I understand. Okay, well, I mean, you can still find those ties. The issue is trying to find it. Man, we are getting so many emails just like yours. And uh, Uh it's a shame because the problem we're having is to try to find a company to come out and do a job like that is just going to be cost. Well, it's it's going to cost a, it. yeah. It's going to cost a lot of money, unfortunately. Um, and you are in the Brighton area. I, I what I would do is reach out to some of the local landscape supply. There's Fent. Uh-huh. Fent is in Farmington Hills. Um, you hey, also hey. had F E N D T. What was the name of that? F E N D T Fent, and they sell the the. Interlocking block, and they have a lot of landscapers that use them and supply with them. Uh-huh. So that's who I'd give a call to. I'd give them a call and see what kind of contractors they have out there. Um, okay, what's their number? Well, I don't have that in front of me, ma'am. If you just look up Fenton Farmington Hills, I apologize. It's not F F is in Frank E N D T. F-E-N-D-T, David Thomas. Okay, so that's Frank Edward Nancy David Thomas. Right, exactly. Okay, now what about someone that does painting and and do a, a, I want to have a black splash put in my kitchen. Well, you know, that's where you may want to talk to someone like uh, McFarland Painting. They have a um, handyman uh-huh. Division. Give me the name of the name of the McFarland Painting. What's their phone number? I'm getting that for you right now, ma'am. It's going to just take me one Appreciate second. It. Appreciate it. 
Okay, um, but they have a handyman division as well. So if you give them a call, they may be able to come out and take care of your uh, retaining wall with their handyman division, oh. and then paint what paint what has to be done. We wind up Chuck and I. We wind up referring a lot of handyman men to people um, because they'll take on a lot of a lot of jobs other contractors won't. Um, real quick, McFarland Painting's phone number is. Let's see, boy. Seven three four. Seven three four. Five six four. Five. Six four. Six 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 four. Okay, let me read that back to you. Seven three four. Five six four. Six 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 four. Yes, ma'am. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. That's correct. Okay. Seven three four five six four six 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 four. I thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Well, let me give you a little more advice, and I want everyone to listen to this because this is very important advice. When you're when you're looking for projects, um, like you're looking for, ma'am, pack your patience. And we say that for everywhere, everywhere you go now. If you go out to lunch or dinner, pack your patience. But everyone is backed up right now. And what you just want to do, even if it's a, especially if it's a handyman, because these handymen, they're, they're coming in on Monday morning to over 100 plus calls from people who need their services. So they need to be very picky and, and very particular where they work. So all you want to do is get on their, on their schedule. Once you're on their schedule, you know, it might take two, three, four weeks or months. But the important thing oh. is to get on their schedule. Okay. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. You're very welcome, ma'am. You have a great day. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. We had an email from Joan in Detroit this week. And basically, the email goes like this. She has a, a lot of work to do. She wants to, to remodel her bath, remodel her kitchen. She needs painting done, and she needs a bunch of exterior work done along with a roof and windows. And her question was, can, should she hire a general contractor or should she hire the individual trades? And it, it's really up to you, the individual homeowner. If you believe that you can handle being the general contractor for a project in your house, you know, if you're a person that works 60 hours a week, you're not going to be able to handle being your own general contractor. There's just no way. So what you're going to look for at that point is a general contractor that is really good at communication because communication is the key, and you want to make it clear to that general contractor that you want to talk every day as your projects are going on. And what that general contractor will do for you, the homeowner, there's a couple ways they can do it. They can look at everything that you have in your house and they can just give you a price to take care of everything. And then they would bring subcontractors in to do all the individual work. Or they do what's known in the industry as cost plus. And in the old days, and I mean 10, 15 years ago, that was 20% um, over and above whatever the job costs. So as a homeowner, you need to check, you know, decide which one of those would work best for you. As, as the general contractor, I'd be fine doing either one of those um, because a 20% profit margin on a job is a pretty good profit margin, and that's all they're doing is, is finding new labor. If you think you can handle doing it yourself, 
when we come back from break, we'll talk about hiring those individual trades, and we all know where you go to get them. Just like, let's say you have a you need a whole bunch of stuff done around your house, and you have water in your basement, or you want to finish your basement, but you have moisture down there. We have a company that basically found us because they were so honest to one of our listeners telling them they did not need their services. If you get water in your basement, you need some foundation work done, Foundation Solutions 360 is at the insideoutsideguys.com 24-7. Foundation Solutions 360. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. We are going to answer any and all of your housing questions. Where else can you go to get two guys with over 80 years of combined housing experience and are still lucid for the most part? Well, I got to expand on that too. That won't lie to you. Okay. Yeah, we'll make stuff up. There you go. <laughs> if we don't know, we'll tell you we don't know. And then we will find you an answer. Uh, Ken and I, uh, you know, I remember the frustration of you and I listening to radio, you know, talk shows on housing 20 years ago where we'd listen to a host make something up and go, that's not the truth. That isn't even right. It's not even close to right. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah, I've, oh. I've seen it. That's why. And it's not because I think I'm better because I'm not. I don't watch... HDTV anymore because Chuck, my wife, gets so mad at me. <laughs> That's not the way you do it. That's you know what? <laughs> I think it's good to watch. I think it's like listening to the opposite side of a political argument, you know, that you may not agree with. It's good I to listen to it and to see some of the stuff that, well, that our listeners might be watching and hearing. And it helps us understand maybe where they're getting some opinions that we listen to and go, whoa, where did you, where did you hear that? <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, before we went to break, we were talking about Joan from Detroit who asked the question about she needs a bunch of stuff done. And she actually mentioned she used cop key years ago for her windows. And that's not something I don't think they do on a regular basis more. But she liked them and she trusts them. And I said, well, start there. You know, they'll, they'll never steer you wrong. Um, and I was, you know, we talked about if you're a person, Joe wants to know, should she hire the individual trades herself or should she hire a general contractor? And if you're a person who's generally very busy anyway, um, we would say let someone else run that ball. And we told him, you know, uh, you, you usually have two choices. And as a general contractor, Chuck, I wouldn't have a problem whether we did it on just a flat out bid or we did a cost plus, you know, which in the old days, I don't know if it's still 20%, that may have gone up as well. Um, I would have no problem doing that. Now, if it's something that someone wants to do individual, individually and, and hire the subs themselves, they have the time, um, uh, you know, a, a couple sets out a plan together how they want to get these done where, you know, maybe one of the couples there that gets all the bids, puts them together, and, you know, the, the busy partner is able to talk at night with them. Um, if you do it yourself, you go to the insideoutsideguys.com, you look at the individual trades you need done for, for your house, and we have them all there at the insideoutsideguys.com. Chuck, what's your feeling on that? You agree with most of the stuff I said? Uh, I do, uh, and then I would default to my general recommendation is if you got multiple projects is to hire a single contractor, you know, like, like a copy or Bob McComb or whoever. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I do agree with that. But I think someone has to weigh, you know, their own time. What's someone's time worth? You know, if if it was my wife and I, 
and we had to do it. I would be perfectly fine with her collecting all the bids, you know, and then her and I getting together and talk about it at the end and then hiring the individual contractors. But like I started started this conversation with, if it more than anything else, you have to make sure that you hire people that one of the best things they do is communicate. Yeah, but let me pose this question in response to what you just said here. Does your wife know what questions to ask? And, and this is not a slander to your wife. She has her area of expertise. But does she know, for instance, you know, when she's hiring an electrician for bids on, on a job, what should be in the specification and what concerns she should have regarding, you know, electrical work and the electrician and that kind of thing? You are dipping your toes in some dangerous water, my friend. And hey, you're the one that used your wife here. I... Okay, all right, touche. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, and, and what what you're also alluding to is a lot of times, you know, when you're a contractor, you want to see both people. You want to see both decision makers. However, Chuck, if someone said that to you, look, my husband's busy. We're not going to say um, yes right now, anyway. I would make sure my wife knew all the questions. I mean, at, at least the main questions. We get that all the time. I, I'm yeah, hiring you could do that. What do you mean? Well, yeah, I'm I could. Your, You're right. You're right. One of my nieces, as You're an right. example, she and her husband um, did some of this stuff years ago. And the issue was neither one of them is a builder or in the building industry. So neither one of them is in a position to know what questions to ask. If you're dealing with a copy, let's use copy because they kind of got fell into this whole scenario copy early. They, they're yeah. in the email. Yeah. And Kopke has done all the shopping for an electrician and a plumber and a roofer and a window guy or gal, et cetera, et cetera. They have, they have their first chair contractors, if you will, already in place. So you don't have to worry about any of that. And so I would have them put together a lump sum bid for the entire specification and then coordinate or orchestrate the work, if you will. You see, you're trying to get me in trouble when it's just not necessary because we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're agreeing with each other. You're just not listening very well. You're not being a very good communicator partner. <laughs> because I said in my situation, my wife would know what to do. See, here's something yeah. I always tell people. Ignorance is not a bad thing. No. It just means you're ignorant of a subject. So if, if the husband and wife are both engineers at the big three, there's a good chance they're ignorant of housing, just like I'm ignorant of engineering you know, at the big three. Exactly. So at that point, yeah, that's when, if that was the case, I would look at hiring a general contractor. Or, you know, what's the hurry? Let's say we have all these projects to be done. We've lived in the house for 20 years. Do one at a time. You know, just do one at a time. Don't go, you know, call a whole bunch of different contractors and and make your life life chaos when it doesn't need to be. You know, if the first thing you need is a foundation work or, you know, to get the basement dry, go to the inside outside guys, go to basements and foundations and call them out. And then who's next on your list? I mean, that, to me, that'd be the best way to go. But, but of course, of course, there's a but. <laughs> of course, there is. I'm in a contrary mood today. I guess you are. What if, I mean, we get the question all the time, do I get my gutters done or my roof done first? You know, and and I'm using that just as an example because we get it so much, but a lot of people don't know. You used a great one, foundation. You always fix the foundation when it needs repair. But if you've got a really bad roof, you might be throwing your money away fixing the foundation because the bad roof is going to lead to more foundation problems. So a general contractor is going to know the order and the sequence in which to do that work as well. 
Yes. See, you're making my case for me and you don't even know it. You're, you're, <laughs> it's like I got a hook in your mouth. I'm just drawing you in. One thing that the people who are listening to us right now have that most people don't have is a keyboard. Oh, I was going to say you and me. Well, we're at the, at the end of that keyboard. <laughs> or every, every Saturday and Sunday morning on the great voice of the Great Lakes. Um, because we can help them with that. I mean, like, yeah. like we said, we have every trade you can think about at the insideoutsideguys.com. And those that don't, send us an email and we'll find them for you. I mean, we're always referring landscape guys, handymen that we that are not part of our that are not a team partner, but we know they're good companies. So that's why we refer them. That's the most important thing to us is to make sure that we connect our listeners with companies they can trust. Good people. I agree yeah. with you. And, you're making, and yeah, so if you're here in Metro Detroit and you have access to the guys and you go, yeah, we want to take it on ourselves, Chuck and I are here. If you need us, you know, what should we, here's my list. What should we start with first? We'll let you know. I mean, we had an email just last night. Someone, um, they have a, a sewer line that needs to be snaked out and, and taken care of. And the question, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was a sump pump line that was two inches. They need to increase, increase it to three inches. The contractor wants to do solid pipe. And basically the, the question was, what kind of questions should they ask? And, of course, our, our first response is, you know, are they insured? Because that might not be that, – that's an iffy one with that, Chuck. Do you think that would be a, a – a license would a licensed plumber have to do that work? Uh, if it depends <laughs> on how you interpret the code. I mean, really. Oh, I know, I know. The code is so. I would say yes, and would you? I would, uh, I would, I would default to yes because it's such a big issue. Even though you and I know licensing isn't the be all and end all, it certainly is. You know, indicative, especially plumbing that you have the experience with that kind of thing. I would question why they're going from two to three inches on a sump line because the the volume of water you can handle in a two-inch line with a good pump is tremendous. So it's like, why are you expanding that? Yeah. So that'd be my first question is, who's suggesting yeah. that to you? Yeah, well, they're starting to see evidence of everything overflowing into their neighbors, into their neighbors, and they had two estimates out. So both saying the same thing, but sounds like, but both very different estimates price-wise. So they reached out to us to ask us our opinion. Sure. And we asked them that question as well. So, but wherever it discharges, what happens where it discharges? That was what, because the, the emailer issue. said yeah. it discharges into the street. Now, I don't care where you at, where you're at. It can't legally discharge into a street. It can discharge into the sewer system at the street, but it can't discharge into the street. So if that's the case, you're going to want to do a French drain there. You're going to want to do some way to have some drainable soil to get rid of that water. If you have any questions, we're taking your calls. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. You know, we also got an interesting email from a listener who brought a plumber in to do some snaking and apparently the technician broke the cable uh, of the snake down in the line and now uh, now apparently the the plumbing company according to our listener suggested that the uh, homeowner has to pay them to dig up the line 
and pull that cable out of there. And our response was, wait a minute, you're not financially responsible for the failure of a contractor's equipment while they're on your job. <laughs> and where does that go? What is it under? Is it under a walkway? Is it under a driveway? Is it under a city sidewalk? And that is, Can you imagine? Could you? <laughs> could, I mean, really? Okay, yeah. okay. Let's, let's be honest, Chuck. Could you imagine... If someone called you and I and said and gave us that, said you and I, we, you, we're going to have to charge you to get our equipment. What we would say to them, we can't say it here. Can't say it on the radio. No, but we get back back eight 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 six five four guys. We'll talk to Gary in Brownstown. <laughs> Chuck, you mentioned our good friend Mike Kearns earlier. You know, uh, one of the things Kearns has really excelled at is kind of a niche specialty where they go in and they'll do an entire condominium project, an entire apartment complex, and Mike Kearns is kind of handling that on behalf of Kearns. So we're saying to you, if you're in a condominium, if you're in a multifamily development, call Mike Kearns and Kearns Brothers Roofing. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Phone lines are open during this show for you at 888-654-GUYS. Also want to remind you, tomorrow, Ken, you and I have to sprint over to Atlas Home Improvement at noon, and we get to interact with David and Darian Bobby for an hour uh, and discuss some of the great things they can do for our listeners from 12 to 1 o'clock. So we want everybody to make sure they mark in their calendar tomorrow. You got three hours of the Inside Outside Guys right here on WJR. AM 760. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. We're going to talk to Gary in Brownstown, who sounds like he's not happy with a tree removal company. Gary, we brought you on because we want you to tell us what happened, but we can't have you um, mention the company's name, please. But maybe to protect some of our other listeners, you can give them an idea. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. <laughs> I like that. How are you guys doing? Good. Last, what happened? Time what happened, buddy? Guys, uh, last time I talked to you guys, it was about anal cranial inversion. I don't know if you remember that conversation several years, several months ago. But uh, anyway, so what happened with the tree guy? I get all that. Don't mention his name. Your guy, Dave, though, uh, he had a good thought. He said, did you look on, on our website and see if it's one of our approved vendors? I said, Dave, you got me, man. Why didn't I do that, right? Why didn't I do that, guys? You tell me. I'm, I'm guessing, anyway, yeah. So I, shame, shame, shame. Shame on me. Uh, anyway, so, I, I, you still there? Hello? We're here. Hello? We're here, buddy. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I, I knew a guy that had a tree trimming company, right? And he left, and he went to another. Uh, he went to another state, and a guy bought his equipment, right? So I knew a little bit about him. I was talking to this guy. Hey, blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought his equipment. So I figured he must be all right because he bought his equipment from this guy. So I arranged to have probably twenty-five foot tree taken out, right, and uh, or the stump. And he said he'd make a hole. Now none of this is in writing, mind you. He said he'd make a hole about six feet in diameter, right? So I thought well, that's kind of cool. So he comes and he brings a uh, he brings a commercial tree stump puller that looked like it was about twenty feet long. I should have known I was in trouble then, right? You got all that? We're listening, buddy. We got to we got to get moving though. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so uh, so he takes this commercial this huge tree uh, tree stump remover. When he ends up, it's freaking hole. It's ten feet 
wide by 15 feet long, big enough to bury the jolly green giant and half his family in. On the way out, he tears up part of my grass, and then he's got an attitude. Well, I paid the guy, but, you know, I wasn't happy about it. I didn't do anything about it afterwards, but I thought I did my homework when I looked at a uh, guy down the street had a similar-sized tree, tree stump pulled, and it was about a six-foot diameter, right? So the guy had an attitude. Long story short, I got this huge hole in my backyard, and, uh, you know, if you're listening out there, buddy, you know who I'm talking about. Hey, Gary. The inside, outside guys. Yes, go ahead. Gary, 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 I got, yeah. I got to call, I got to call you in on something here, okay, buddy? So you saw him tear your whole yard up, and then you paid him no, to do it. Not the whole yard. Okay. Yeah. I guess my point is here's, but but here's something, Gary. I, 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 this brings up a great point because, as a kind, now I can see. This guy obviously was not um, the right guy because he shouldn't have done anything before he fixed what he did wrong. He shouldn't have asked for a penny before he fixed what he did wrong. But as a homeowner, yeah. so many homeowners do not want confrontation. And they'll pay. And I'm not right. saying you I'm, did I'm that. And they'll pay. Okay. They'll pay knowing that they're not satisfied and wait till the contractor's gone to complain. Right. When being the contractor, right. if that guy would have been reasonable, like I, I feel I was for many people, I want to know about it right then, because it's going to cost me yeah, so much less to take care of it right then. Ken Chuck? Hello? Hello? Why not hospital? hospital? But I heard everything. Well, you sound, a lot, you sound a lot prettier than Gary. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Hey, y'all. Uh, hey, uh, Great information. Can I give a shout-out to the uh, uh, two rehab staff at Wyandotte Henry Ford Hospital? Absolutely. Can I do that? You, you just didn't. We're fine my, with it. My, uh, my boo of almost 50 years, uh, my bride, uh, almost 50 years is here. She uh, she fell. and uh, She had help hip replacement surgery. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, we understand. We have them, too. We would be crying, too. We understand, buddy. We understand. Gary, you will, you know, yeah, don't start that with us. I don't want to start crying. Gary, thank you so much for calling today, and, and God bless you and your wife and whoever that was in the background, and uh, enjoy your day. Take care of each other. Thanks, Gary. We appreciate it. What a great listener. Did you notice he said my bride, not the my boo. bride? My boo. He said well, my then, boo. Then he said bride after that. I yeah. know. I know. Because I say what? The bride? The bride. The bride, yeah. The truck, the chainsaw. <laughs> Best <laughs> the decision I ever made. <laughs> eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. But I do I do want to go back to that, Chuck, because being a a guy that's been a contractor my entire life and you know I remember I put on my on my contract on my contract said upon p final payment homeowner acknowledges complete satisfaction and I want that because I would rather someone say to me well hold on I pull that check away and say I'm not completely satisfied while my people are there yep I agree with you but you make an interesting uh, statement to the, because he said he had nothing in writing, so he didn't even have a written contract. So I gotta, God bless Gary. Um, you gotta get it in writing. Any professional out there is gonna give it to you in writing if you request it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You say that, and I agree with you. I really do. If you don't know the people, I agree with you, Chuck. But me personally. I've been known to do jobs without a written contract. 
You, okay. No, let me ask you. You mean perf you perform the work, or you hire it done without? No, I pre I perform the work. Okay. I perform the work. Sure. And here's why. Here's why I've done it over the years, Chuck. Because I know I'm honest. I know I'm going to do exactly. And this is usually people that I, I've come across. They need something done. They heard me about. You know, it was a referral from somebody. It's a it's a nine hundred hour job, twelve hundred hour job, and in my mind, if when I'm all done, they say I don't like it, I'm not paying you, I go. Okay, bye. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight over it. I'm just gonna say, you know, your life must be a mess somewhere else if you're willing to do something like that, and I'm going to move on. If they once they pay me, say uh, we decided we hate it, I'm gonna say here's your money back. Um, but I've been known to do jobs without a without a contract. Just be honest about it. But you're the one that was using the c word on me earlier. Communication. And there is no better communication than a written specification before that work starts. So at least you can say, this is what I committed to. And the buyer then knows what you committed to. I, I you know, and I, and I agree. I, I did a job recently for uh, just helping a lady. As a matter of fact, it was a friend of my sister's who needed some steps, some, some cement, you know, precast steps set. And it wasn't a huge job, and I didn't ask for a contract. She didn't ask for a contract. I went there and said, I'll get rid of those for this price. I'll put them back in for this price. When it was done, it was clean. She handed me the cash. Everything was great. No big deal. Now, I agree with you, though. I have so much experience doing that where other people don't. So we got a whole other hour to talk about that. We'll continue doing that uh, for, the next hour, for the next hour. So please give us a call, 888 Six five four guys, tell us what you think about what Chuck said. <laughs> hey, we can guarantee you that if you want it in writing and you want to feel comfortable that you invested your money well in a beautiful new concrete floor finish, then you should deal with the one, the only, the original Motor City floors and coatings. Here's inside guy Chuck Bridenstine. And the outside guy, Ken Calvert. Good morning. Welcome back to the Inside Outside Guys. Laughing and learning 24-7 at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. We are taking your phone calls. 888-654-4897. You know, Chuck, I've got that little seven-month-old grandson at home. And that little boy just brings me so much joy. I have so much fun with him. But we got a, a water tip yesterday from Beauchamp uh, Water Treatment Solutions that made me think of him. It did? It did. That's good to hear. Yeah. Probably because in the first six months of their lives, babies will drink seven times the amount of water per pound of body weight as adults. Wow. You know, my grandson... It's amazing the size of this kid and how much he drinks. And, of course, we feed him the formula. And, what, 90% of that is water. And his mother is very careful the kind of water she puts in. She makes sure it's good, clean drinking water. And if you have any any thoughts about your water, doesn't smell right, doesn't taste right, doesn't look right, make sure you reach out to Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions for a free in-home water evaluation. All right. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Let's go to the phones and talk to Jim in Port Huron. Hey, Jim, you there? I'm Ken, I've got a question for you. I've got a... Uh, oh, 
I uh, purchased a house in uh, 2006. It's structurally very sound. And I'm considering either repainting or... And uh, I'm thinking about the rhino coat ads that I've heard. You know what? Rhino coat... Rhino Coat is a great product, a great product. I had it done on my house. Chuck, what do you think? I I like Rhino Rhino Shield. You mean um, Rhino Shield? Like, yes. We like Mark Messier. We like uh, the company. We like the product, but we also love a good vinyl. So I guess it depends on what you feel comfortable doing. Well, it's uh, the uh, outer walls of the house. The exterior walls are, uh, it looks like cedar. It's very thick and in good shape. Do you know what? The, the cedar cedar is a great product, but one thing they can do. Is, I'm sorry, but is your radio on in the background? No, and I'm getting off. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back. I'm not getting feedback now. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> okay, okay. No idea, no idea. Uh, Rhino Shield is a great product. I have it at my house. I love the product. Um, I can't say enough about it. I can't say enough about it. Well, one, one, of, the I, uh, keys, one of the keys that, that really I like about them is they took four days to prep and two days to coat and to paint. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I was so impressed with the, with the work that they did. Well, I appreciate your feedback on it. Thank you and very your much. Show. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what that other feed. I don't know what the yep. other feedback is. I don't either. I appreciate it. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Hey, you know we got like I said we get a lot of emails. We talked about Joan's email earlier. Uh, about asking for a general contractor or whether she should hire it out. We're going to switch to the outside here for a second and talk about sealers. We get a lot of emails, people asking us to seal stone, asking us to seal imitation stone, um, asking us to seal concrete, asking us to seal brick on their house. And one of the biggest mistakes people make when they go buy a sealer is they use the wrong sealer. And they will use a non-breathable sealer on a product that they shouldn't. And we see it a lot, especially on chimneys. If you're going to seal a product that's on your house, it must be a breathable sealer. Uh, we like the water base, right, Chuck? Yeah. If it's outside, that's what we like. Right. right. Uh, the only uh, place that I can think of that we suggest a uh, non-breathable sealer would be the basement floor. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, you want to make sure all those, that moisture doesn't come up up through itself. But so many people, they will put a non-breathable sealer on their chimney, and the water will get in. The water, you've heard it for years, water always wins. And once the water gets in, if it does not have a way to escape or evaporate out of that brick, um, we all know, we, you know in November, we can have one day that's 60 degrees and raining, and with 24 hours, we're under 30, 30 degrees. So whatever got stuck in that chimney is now freezing and pushing literally your chimney apart from the inside. Yeah. So sealers are so very important. Um, uh, sealers for concrete. 
a regular driveway, Chuck, you'd ask me years ago, should you seal a regular driveway? And my answer then was no, but I sealed, I've sealed mine since then. And it is very amazing. It's amazing to me how much the water actually beads up, which means it doesn't soak into the driveway, which means that's less water underneath my driveway to freeze and thaw and raise the driveway. So I've really come around to sealing that driveway is a good idea. Now, people need to make sure they wash it very well beforehand because you don't want to seal any dirt in because that's like painting on top of a dirty wall. Um, sealing your driveway, it doesn't have to be a, um, a, a heavy, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Chuck? Um, gasoline um, base. A water base is fine is what I'm getting. What are, what are some of the other bases? Oh, rather than a solvent base, you mean? There you go. Yeah, solvent base. Yes, that's yeah, what I'm Yeah, we like the water about. base, yeah. Because for years, solvent base was the only way to go. They did, The water base just didn't have the protection that the solvent base had. Well, you couldn't even buy water base. I mean, it didn't even exist, you know, for, for decades. But in our perspective, the water base works extremely well. It's easy to use. You don't have to gob it on. Right. I've always been a big believer in sealing concrete on the outside of the house, and, and I think you and I both are of that religion now, right? Yes, sir. And the best place for people to buy these products are at Builder Supplies, okay? Places that sell um, brick pavers or sell masonry. Um, you don't want to go to a lumber yard. They're not going to have that. You don't want to go to a local big box store. You want to go to where the pros go. Um, and they'll also know what the right sealer is for the project. There are, there are a lot of different companies. There, there's one called a masonry sealer that's a breathable sealer. Um, and that goes on the chimneys. Then the one we, we talk about a lot, Chuck, the Vexcon. Um, for years, those solvent-based sealers, the water would get underneath those sealers and, and, and yellow them tremendously, make them look terrible. Uh, the so, non-breathable. The non-breathable, correct. The solvent-based ones. And... Before you put a new one on, you have to make sure all that old stuff is off. And you can make stamped concrete, brick pavers, you name it, look brand new again. Yeah, I agree. The nice thing about concrete, I've always loved concrete. I just think it's an awesome project product, is that you can generally put just power wash it and make it look brand new. Yeah. No, you're, you're you know what? You're absolutely right. And uh, We'll talk about this more as, as we go through taking your phone calls, 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. Hey, we want to remind everybody, if you're afraid of stepping into your bathtub to take a shower, that we have an alternative where you can have a brand new, safe, clean, maintenance-free, beautiful shower within one to two days. Simply by calling Bath Planet. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. Hey, Ken. Um, yes, sir. Looks like it's going to rain again today. Matter of fact, I think it's supposed to rain again tomorrow. You think we yes, got anybody sir. with leaky basements out there? I don't know. I'm just glad I'm not in Kentucky. East ah, Kentucky. We are so blessed. Oh, my goodness. Those poor people. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will get their basement finished and then discover they've got a water issue afterwards. We got a company that really, really stresses the idea of first fixing any water issues, then maybe finishing your basement. Yeah, good point. And put a lifetime warranty behind it. 
Good point. You know, if you want to finish your basement and they tell you, yeah, you got a two-year warranty, I wouldn't feel real confident about finish my, finishing my basement. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with the systems that uh, Basements Plus has out there, they can come out and they can dry your basement and make sure you have no issues. They have a great sump pump. Um, a triple wall sump pump, and they can also come in and install a backup sump pump into your existing one. They have a sump pump maintenance program as well you can get a hold of. They are a company that's on the ball, and you talk about communication. If you're thinking about getting any basement work done, you want to consider Basements Plus. All right. Hey, let's try the phones again, Chuck. If we have any yeah. issues, we'll deal with it then. Let's talk to Greg and Shelby. Hey, Greg, you there, buddy? Yes, I am, you guys. Mr. Positive. Hey, Ken. Make sure you tweak your little seven-month-old little baby in the little nose, belly, and little toes. That's so cute. I love <laughs> little babies. Um, and make sure you go see the Elvis movie. It's streaming now. Um, question. Can you ant-proof a home any way, shape, or form? Are those little uh, spawns of the devil, are they able to get into the house no matter what you do? I yeah. would say you can ant-proof a home. The question is, is it worth your while financially to try to do so? Uh, is it that can... expensive? Well, when you say ant-proof, you, you you know, assumptively are saying, can you guarantee that no ants will ever get in the house? And, and yeah, we could build a house where we could do that. But the question is, are you going to do that? And the answer is no. I disagree, oh. Chuck. Because oh. the house is still going to have doors. And you don't know. You can open up a door someday, and that that fast ant can sneak in there. And you don't, you, you don't, you're not going to notice that ant trying to sneak in the door, Chuck. I would. I mean, if we're turning it into a, a disagreement, I would say I, I'll bet you give me enough money. I'll build a house that is ant proof. I'll have airlocks. Whoa. I'll, have, I'll have all kinds of stuff. But we're not going to do that. Like I just said, <laughs> financially, you are not going to do that. So what do you do if you don't do that? Rove Pest Control. R O V E Rove Pest Control. Hey, you know what? We've had we've had so many people tell us how much they love that company. Yeah. So that's that's who we refer. Yeah, it's funny we get people going, I don't want to use anything that's that's not natural. I don't want to use anything that's gonna harm any other wildlife. It's like, okay, look, these people are expert. <laughs> They've researched those issues. They are in compliance with EPA standards and requirements and suggestions. And the best thing you can do is keep ants away from your foundation perimeter. And if you do that with good pesticide application, then you're likely not to see them in your house. You know, you and I are blessed to have companies like Rove Pest Control because, listen, we have 80 years of combined housing experience. And neither one of us have a ton of experience with getting rid of pests in our home. We've always you know, let the professionals do that. But one thing that we have at our fingertips is all the blogs that the guys do over there at Rove Pest Control. We go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com. We click on Rove Pest Control. We look up a, a, whatever we're having an issue with. I guarantee there's a blog there that can help you teach you how to get rid of those critters yourself. Oh, you'll see Rob Greer, who is passionate. Yes, talking about cockroaches and spiders and cockroaches and he, he he is like he to me he's the carl sagan of pest control carl <laughs> carl could make you understand the theory of relativity in a one-hour program well rob greer does this with his 10-minute blogs you know where, where you you just 
you're kind of immediately immersed because he just loves what he's doing and he knows what he's talking about. You are aging <laughs> yourself. You really are. With Carl Sagan? Yes. Yes. I you know how many people are going, who? I know. Who's I that? Know. <laughs> hey, you brought up Schlepprock and the Flintstones. They got to be at least as old, aren't they? And you know what? Kingpin, Dave Rieger, didn't know who he was, which surprised me. I mean, he's not that much younger than me, is he? I'm not even going to go there. I'm guessing 10 years, but Schlepprock was still. That was from Pebbles and Bam Bam. Remember that? From the Flintstones. Oh. Everywhere, Schle everywhere Schlepprock walked, there was a black cloud, a thunderstorm over his head. <laughs> and Dave's response was, that's Linus from the penis. That's, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a cloud of dirt, though. <laughs> How did we get on that? 888 654 Let's talk to Vicki in Redford. Good morning, Vicki. You're on with the guys. Good morning. I'd like to know, I, I've heard of something before, but I forgot the name of it. On the inside of my toilet, when I flush the toilet, you know, and, and uh, it's hard for me to clean the bottom of it because uh, it's discolored or something. There's something there that I can't get out. You're talking about the bottom of the toilet bowl that you can see yeah, yeah, from yeah. above? Shut the water off and flush it. Dry that bowl right out and then use a commercial cleaner, uh, anything that combines bleach that gives you a good soak and then scrub it. You shouldn't have any issue or a CLR. That's what it is. is that, uh, what does that stand for, CLR? Calcium, well, lime, and is it rust? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's okay. pretty good. That's what, hey, that's what it was. I couldn't think of the name of it. Okay. Vicki, we got to go to break. Great question. Thank you very much. In the meantime, look, we mentioned MacFarlane painting earlier. If you want to make your house look brand new with a new paint job, or you just want to touch it up with the trim, maybe interior cabinets, they also have a handyman division. That's our good longtime team partner, MacFarlane Painting. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. Hey, Dave Rieger just put us on notice that there's a water main break affecting almost a million people in Macomb, Oakland, and it looks like maybe even parts of Wayne County, um, water put out by the Great Lakes Water Authority. So if, if you turn on a faucet and don't get water, what are you thinking, partner? If you turn on a faucet and get water, don't drink it. <laughs> well, you probably don't want to. If there's a break, uh, obviously, How contaminants could get in it. I know how does it happen? You know, I mean, I understand if it was January and 20 below, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. how does that happen in August if it's not hit by something, digging? Uh, they need more tax money. <laughs> You're terrible. Hey, I want to go back to I want to go back to Vicky's question from Redford yeah. about the toilet and cleaning the toilet, Chuck, because we had another. I mean, she may not ever get rid of that stain, no matter what she does. If it's been sitting at the bottom of that toilet for that long. You know, there are some stains that just won't come out. Um, You've got to be careful. I don't want to see her, you know, grabbing a, a wire brush and going and scrubbing that oh, with a wire no. brush because you could take finishes off. And that's what happens when people Absolutely. scrub too hard. That's why I'm a big believer in soaking with a product you know is going to break down most contaminants. Yeah, and then if you have to scrub it with anything other than a toilet brush, you're right. You've got an issue there that you probably ought to go buy a new toilet bowl. But yeah, we had an email this week from a lady who who's, who cleans a certain person's house, and this is what she does. And it's a large in the new bathroom model. They put a large um, porcelain tile, 
and she asked what she can do to help the water um, shed more. She asked if she could put a something like Rain-X. Well, our response was absolutely not. Do not put Rain-X on it. Rain-X is meant for glass and and, and to, to shed water from glass. But porcelain's a tough one. You really don't need to seal porcelain as much as you do everything else. Some of them have some microfibers or micropores in there, but they are just so small. It's different than whether it was granite or another material. But the porcelain, Chuck, do you agree, doesn't need to be sealed like uh, everything else does? I wouldn't. I'd certainly seal grout lines, but there you porcelain, go. porcelain itself, I'd be curious what her issues are. If there's a bad quality water that's beating on the tile after a shower, then advise people to take the towel like you and I have said for 15 years that you just wipe your body with and do a quick wipe down of the stall. It doesn't take 15, 20 seconds to do. Right, right. Uh, and you can defray so much long-term maintenance just by doing that on a regular basis. Yeah. Now, now you've preached that for years, so do me a favor. Tell people what you do after you get out of the shower. Don't get too descriptive. Just how, You've preached this for years for your shower. Whether it's a glass shower door or a shower curtain, how should people handle that? I mean, there's a couple of things that you and I have talked about forever. I was brought up this way, but bottom line, the towel you use for yourself is going to go in the laundry. So you might as well give it double duty before you do that and just wipe down the stall and all the glass. Again, I do that religiously. And I've got a 22-year-old shower that looks brand new with almost no maintenance. And then I leave the door open. If it was a shower curtain, I would open both ends on some of our tub shower enclosures where we have glass sliding doors, we open both doors about six inches from either either end. So air can Why? move through there and circulate and dry it out. And that's so important. And people don't think about that because it's like a bed. I'm always trying to convince my wife that we don't have to make the bed. Okay, it's not. It's better. It's better if we don't make the bed. Okay, honey. Uh, it's it, What's the stats? And if you make the bed, that's just a better place for things to live underneath the sheets? Well, what so. they say is, Mr. Slovenly, <laughs> is that you should leave the bed unmade as, as, so the heat and moisture from your body Thank can you. dissipate and then make the bed. Oh. So that, no, nah, I won't even go Okay. There. okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I didn't know that. So when you get out of the shower, okay, um, Make sure you open both ends of that curtain. The reason you're doing this, that air gets through there. When air is moving, mold and mildew cannot grow. Yeah, if you keep the moisture out of there, you will take away the one thing we can control regarding mold and mildew in a house. There's always going to be a food source. There's always going to be oxygen. There's always going to be warmth. And mold needs those three things, but it also needs moisture. The only thing we can control is the moisture. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Now, would you suggest everybody has a exhaust fan over top of their, um, I mean, perfectly placed over top of their shower? You know, it's funny how that works out because, yeah, so many builders will just install an exhaust fan in the ceiling in the center of the space rather than installing it over the space most likely to generate the most moisture, which is the shower. Uh, I like it proximate to the shower as long as it complies with code and safety provisions like you and I would, you know suggest anyway but that and putting a more powerful fan in than the law requires at a minimum which is a 50 cfm unit you know you and i like 200 250 cfm or if you're 
one of those people that has those beautiful environmental uh, enclosures in your bathroom that generate steam like the Amazon jungle, then maybe you need a 500 CFM unit and a return air. <laughs> well, I tell you, those you can't find a 200 unit at, a, at just a big box store. You, you've got to go to a specialty store to get those bigger units. And Chuck, let's just say this right now. If, if you moved into a brand new house and it had a 50 CFM motor, That'd be one of the first fan over the, over the bathtub. That'd be one of the first things you did is replace that with a larger unit, correct? And made sure it vented outside. Yeah, it's got to be a pretty direct vent to the exterior, and and I like a minimum two hundred CFM unit. You know, if you're going to have one, have one that's going to be effective. My daughter last year, when it got real cold, called me up and said, "Dad, my fan's leaking," and uh, I went out there and. and Tried to help her, Chuck. It was in such a precarious place trying to get up in that, in that. And I wound up calling Bratcher Electric. And they came in. And because her her run, and we need to explain this to people, when a fan is exhausting the steam out, it needs to turn as quick as possible. And if, it had, if it's in the attic like my daughter's was, and it had about 10 or 15 feet, it had to push up and then out. A 50 CFM fan does not have enough power to do that. So we replaced it with a 200 CFM fan, and they've had zero issues since then. But that was the only place. It's almost like a dryer vent. Sometimes it's only only so many places you can vent them. Yeah. Yeah. When they go straight up, they're almost guaranteed to create problems. You know, and it's funny. If you could go to a material that isn't metal in the attic... Because when you have metal, you got that moisture going up through the metal. You have rapid heat loss, kind of like our article in the Detroit News this week. We talked about that with chimneys, where if the chimney gets too cold, the smoke won't go up. The, the moisture won't exhaust. Well, the same thing happens in a bathroom fan. The, you know, what ha- it gets partway up that, that uh, exhaust stack. It cools down, it condenses, and it falls back down, and you think it's raining in your bathroom. You can't figure out why. <laughs> See, that's the thing. People panic, and they call a roofer. They call sure. a plumber. They don't think, I need an electrician or a heating and cooling person to put a new fan in. Or somebody to insulate that pipe. There uh, you go. You know, so it there doesn't lose heat as rapidly. Uh, yeah, there's you can you and I could, gosh, we could do several hours just on a good specification for properly installing a vent fan and the pipe to exhaust it. And it's funny because the, the, the actual pipe from my daughter's house was a flexible insulated pipe that went oh, up and it? out. Okay. And it's still, what, what, what was sad is when I went out there up top to, to take it apart, because so much condensation couldn't make it up and drift back down, the bottom of that fan was, of that pipe was soaked. The insulation was absolutely oh, sure. soaked from over time. Now, luckily, she had no mold growth at all because she called dad in time. Um, and it wasn't going for a long time. But a new fan took care of it. Bratcher Electric came in and replaced Something that fan. And, push. Yeah, and, you know, we want to remind people, you know, Bratcher Electric is around for that kind of stuff. Whether it's a ceiling fan or, or, or switches, you name it, they can take care of any electrical work that somebody may have. And I tell you, they are very reasonable with their pricing. Well, and let's be honest, you mentioned the M word with your daughter's home. If you get a mold issue in the attic, that oh, again, goodness. that's an out of sight, out of mind space. You may not know it until you've got thousands of dollars worth of damage up there. And, and you know what, Chuck? And so, someone said this to me years ago. I can't remember who. You don't breathe the air in your attic. 
So you may have mold up there and, and not smell it because it's up in your attic. And it may not be it may not be harming you, but it's eating the underdecking in the wood that's up. It's feeding on your house. Exactly. <laughs> it's feeding on your house. We just yeah. talked about that a minute ago. The you know, food source. We cannot get rid of the food source for mold in our homes the way we build them because the paper on the drywall, the paint on the drywall, the dust on the paint on the drywall, the wood, it's all a food source. Not to mention the dead skin that flies all over our house, right? I don't have any of that. Uh, yeah. Have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good that's a good anecdote, and I'm glad you brought it up. I think every, all of us need to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it is just so important for, for also, you know, Good health in your home, but hey, the leave the door open. But yeah, Chuck, if you that, can. that's why we refer people like Terry Russell from Blessed Assurance Home Inspection so often because Terry can come out. You don't have to be having a real estate. It does not have to be a real estate transaction to have come on someone come out and inspect your house, uh, whether it's for an individual um, project like you know Terry. I need you to come out and look at my attic, or I need you to come out and give me an inspection of my house if I can make a list of what needs to be done. We so, referred Terry to a gentleman in Sarnia, Ontario, for an hope, inspection. Well, I hope he can go over there. Hey, we get back. Let's talk about this week's article in the Detroit News Homestyle section. Okay, buddy? It's a great article. I agree with you. And, you know, there's more to a roofer than a company that puts shingles on your roof. It's the system they use, the personnel they use, the in and out, and the fact that when they're done, all you've got is a clean roof. No safety issues around the house. And if you want a company that handles all of that, you want to talk to Victor's Roofing. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. want to remind you at the end of the show today, we'll be back here at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning for a couple hours. We'll be taking your calls during that period of time. And then we're going to rush over to Atlas Home Improvement from 12 to 1 and talk with David and Darian Bobby about some great products and deals that Atlas Home Improvement has for you. What a great company. They are good. What a great! We, we had an email answered yesterday. Somebody asking they are from Howell. I apologize, I don't remember the name, but asking where they can go see, feel, and touch the walk-in tubs. And I said, if you're in Howell, we got two companies that we can send you to. Uh, one would be Atlas Home Improvement. The other one would be Bath Planet. Both great companies. Um, just top-notch. And top-notch. you know what? If you're going to buy one of those. You should test drive it. You should sit in a couple different brands and styles to see if you actually like them. <laughs> Take your bathing suit. You know, do hey. what you got to do. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, we're going to make sure we uh, talk about the article from this week's uh, Detroit News Homestyle section. But let's real quick talk to Bob from Taylor. Uh, good morning, Bob. You're on with the guys. Good morning, guys. Uh yeah, I spoke with you last week uh, regarding the problem I'm having with my garage settling, and which was caused by a leak in my connection with the city. Uh, I had some development this week. Uh, I've learned, had more information, gathered more information. Um, I have a guy coming out on Monday to uh, look at the, uh, the leak in the pipe and give me an estimate. Uh, but then... Uh, I started digging a little deeper along the side of the garage, and last week I mentioned I had uh, what looked like a nine-inch thick slab, but now it looks like I have a foundation 
that I discovered underneath. And it, it's weird looking because it seems to be set back about three or four inches from the edge of where the slab meets the plate on the garage. So I guess my question is, and, and I, I called the guy number, uh, the reference you gave me, Brett Butler, but uh, he, they don't do uh, disattached or unattached garages, only attached. So I'm having trouble finding contractors for that. But is it more difficult to deal with uh, the foundation that's connected to the slab to make the repair uh, than it would be with just the slab itself? So so the way they poured your concrete was called a monolithic pour. So they poured the footings, but that footing could just be an 18-inch rat wall. It could be a, if you haven't dug down too far, it could be a 12-inch thickened face. Um, it, they should have no problem leveling it. If they're going to use helical piers, if they use helical piers under that foundation, they should be able to bring it back up into place, wouldn't you think, Chuck? Absolutely. You know, a, a company like Foundation Systems of Michigan or Foundation Solutions 360, they could come and they can lift. You know, your question, is it a bigger deal um, to lift the entire foundation than it is to just lift the slab? Yes, it is. But the fact that you've got a foundation is a good sign as long as you get that leak fixed in that adjoining pipe and you quit losing material to support the foundation, you know. Okay. Should I, uh, when they come to do the repair on the pipe itself, should I leave that open because it's right next to my garage? Should I, the guy that digs the hole, in other words, should I just let the hole remain there so I don't have to dig down, or the guys don't have to dig down again along the side of the garage? I wouldn't. Me neither. Whoever fixes that, whoever does the excavation, does the repair, I would have them do the backfill as well. And again, they should be backfilling with readily compactable material that isn't going to go anywhere. Um, and then let the, the professionals with the foundation repair decide where they want to dig and how and with what. And for those who don't know what readily compacted material is, we're talking a sand or a pea pebble or something that, that, that's drainable, not a native soil. Not clays. I have peat gravel there, slag there now. Should I just let it mix in with the soil and not worry about it mixing in or get rid of it or just leave it? It'd be interesting to see. You should have that kind of material going all the way down to that pipe. Um, so if that's what they pull out of there, I wouldn't have a problem if they put that back in. I just would not want any uh, organic material like clays put back in that hole. Hey, Bob? Yeah. The fact that you're in Taylor, that's one of the reasons we gave you A1 Concrete Leveling's number. And I just got a text from our good buddy at A1 Concrete Leveling. Brett Butler says something's wrong. Um, give him my number. So he wants me to give you his personal cell phone number out on the air. He didn't mention that, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a pen oh, handy? because yeah, I never got a call. I figured he was busy or something. Don't, do you have a pen handy? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready with it, yeah. Okay, Brett's number is 313-218-2174. And for everybody else, if you need Brett, call A1 Concrete Leveling and they'll schedule Brett to come out. <laughs> hey, if he wants you to give him that cell number out, I, I say use it. <laughs> he, 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 he said yeah, give him yeah, my I'm number. Call so. right now. 
Is it okay to call him now? Or <laughs> If he's listening to us, that means he's available. He's driving okay, from one okay. appointment to the next. Okay, that works. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, get it to you right away. We're quick. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hey, Chuck. Yes, sir. 22,000 chimney fires on average a year in the United States, and most of those go unreported. Well, actually, those are what's reported, which means there may be the same number unreported. You never yeah. know, do you? You, you don't know. know. So, the, so the point is, if you have a chimney that you are using, then you should have a professional inspect it at least once a year. 100%. One of the biggest things people worry about in, in the Midwest, because the Midwest are full of homes with traditional masonry chimneys. If, yeah. if, if you're pre-1975, you could likely you have a masonry chimney. When I first got into the masonry industry, we were building real chimneys. Now they're all inserts. Um, but if you have a real masonry chimney, a lot of people are nervous to, to use it, Chuck, right? Well, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Um, they aren't maintained properly, and and just the the nature of how they are built. And we explain this in the article that appeared in the Homestyle section of the Detroit News this week. It's the nature science. of how they are built exactly um, dictates that they need to be maintained, and they need to be maintained professionally. You can't just stick a product from a big box store in the firebox, light it, and know that it's going to get cleaned. With the flame. <laughs> Not just that, Chuck, but you hear the big box stores. Some people talk about putting liners down these chimneys. And we were talking earlier about a listener that had to go, that someone wanted to go from a two-inch pipe to a three-inch pipe to move more water. Well, imagine what happens when you take an 8 by 12 inch flue and move that down into a four-inch pipe going up a chimney. These are all well, things that people can read about in the article, right? Yeah, hopefully they can read and they can understand. And if not, we want your questions after but you got to read the article. Uh, Dave, thank you very much. We appreciate you being there, buddy. We do, did a great job. We did a great job today. Hey, everyone, we'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 10 a.m., right here on WJR. In the meantime, if you need anything for your home, and we mean anything for your home, go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook, because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, if you need it, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Hey, thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye.